Hello, listeners. Welcome to the College Conversation Podcast. We are a group of students at Cal State Northridge who strive to help college students overcome the barriers to health brought on by the quarantine during the pandemic. Today, our episode is about maintaining your health and fitness throughout the pandemic. We're here with Diana Moreno, Gabby Torres, Brandon Herrick, and Annalise Busto today. I'm Francisco Rojas, and I will be your host for today's episode. Annalise is going to kick it off today speaking about fitness. Annalise, before you share your thoughts about fitness during quarantine, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, hello, I'm Annalise. Um, I'm a senior here at CSUN, um, a communi- communication studies major. Um, I know that unfortunately the SRC, the gym at CSUN is closed right now um, because we have to be in quarantine, but thankfully the SRC still has virtual workshops for you to do at home. Um, the SRC has virtual workout sessions such as They have Zumba and yoga that you can do at home. The virtual sessions can help you work out and stay fit while at home, while the SRC and other gyms that you may go to are closed. They also um, hold virtual events, um, like playing different video games, such as Rocket League, sports trivia, and NBA. Um, These little events that they have can help you stay connected with other students at CSUN. There's also free workout apps that could, that you're able to use at home. Um, one of the workout apps is called Fit On, which is a free app that features some of the greatest trainers in the world hosting virtual workout sessions, including cardio, yoga, Zumba, and other workout sessions. The app can help people stuck at home due to the pandemic still get their workouts, or um, they could even start workouts at home. The app allows you to choose different workouts that are to your liking, such as beginners, if you're just beginning to do workouts at home, or you can do workouts with no equipment, um, or you could do different tougher workouts with equipment and cardio. I know that my sister uses Fit On herself. She says that she enjoys it. Um, she enjoys how it's very user-friendly. She could get her workout in any time of the day. She also said that there's a range of different instructors that she can use, and there's a different range of different exercises. She's able to track her activity. She says that the app is challenging for her, and it's also able to give her reminders of when she should get a workout in. She said that it's made it easy for her to work out at home during um, quarantine. I myself have used the app with her, and we've done a workout together. And I've seen myself how easy it is to work and how helpful the workouts are. I'd recommend the app if you're looking to start working out at home or looking for ways to work out at home instead of going to the gym and staying safe. Um, I myself don't really like working out, (laughs) but um, I enjoy going on hikes and it's nice to get out of the house, get some fresh air, Um, especially around the LA area. There's a lot of different hiking trails So you can challenge yourself with um, different trails, or you could just take a little stroll um, around LA and get some fresh air. That's awesome, Annalise. Um, I'm in particular really curious about uh, what are the hiking trails that you go to? Are there any like favorites that stand out to you? Yeah, um, there's a lot around Griffith Park, Um, especially like around Griffith, they have the tougher ones that I was saying, they have harder ones that'll get the cardio in for you, or there's a lot of easy ones, like just a little walk, but just to 
like get your heart rate going, get you out of the house. It's nice, the different terrains that they have. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good tip um, for those of us that are in the LA area. Obviously, we go to Cal State Northridge, so we are uh, pretty nearby the Griffith Park area. I think it's um, such a huge park that you can like pretty much make your own trail if you want. Um, it's so like, it basically never ends, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. Another question that I had for you, Annalise, was what are some specific ways that this app has been impactful to your fitness journey and your sister's fitness journey too, if you want to share about that? Um, so as I said, I myself don't really like working out, but um, because the app has a lot of different workout sessions that you could do, like workout sessions for beginners, um, I tend to go towards, go towards those workout sessions because, you know, when you start working out, you don't want to be running or doing a lot of cardio. So the beginner mode has a lot of easy workouts, but that'll still make you sweat. And the same happened for my sister when she first started because she started using this app also when quarantine started and it helped her um, get her workout routine started. And then even now she's doing more intense workouts with cardio and using different weights. That's really good to hear, Annalise. Um, thank you for sharing with that again. Mm -hmm. Now Brandon's gonna share with us a slightly different perspective in terms of fitness apps. Brandon, please tell us about yourself and how fitness apps have helped you during quarantine. Hi, thanks, Francisco. Uh, I'm Brendan. I'm a third year here at CSUN. I'm a business major, and I also play on the CSUN men's basketball team. So, like, I have a similar experience to Annalise. I'm about to talk about some a uh, fitness app. So, like most people, at the beginning of quarantine, I really struggled with finding a way to work out. Uh, I was super lazy. Uh, unmotivated and just really struggling on what I should do to get my body back into shape. I'd say I was probably in April, I was about 10 to 15 pounds heavier than what I normally am just from simply doing nothing. So I decided to call my personal trainer um, and he, just ask him for ideas. So I called him and he said to download this app called my fitness pal so my fitness pal is an under armor sponsored app and it's basically all things health and fitness so i was pretty unsure how to use the app and so i asked my my trainer and he said it's very easy just log in make an account uh enter your height weight and age and it'll tell you everything that you need to do and so that's what i did and so i logged in and i i entered my height and weight and then I entered my uh, desired weight my weight goal and based off your weight goal it tells you how often you should exercise each day how many calories you should eat um, I'm pretty sure it even tells you uh, what times uh, you should be eating at and so once I did that I I got dug a little bit deeper into the app and I found out it's it's pretty much like a social media fitness app. So you can, it really uh, promotes uh, connecting with other people on the app. Uh, for instance, you can go and post recipes for, for different meals. Uh, I notice it's very common on the, uh, on the app to promote um, meal prepping, 
companies and that's very common now because a lot of people either don't like to cook or don't have time to cook and they offer those types of um, opportunities and then you people also post their workouts and there's pretty much a workout for every type of movement that you're trying to do sport specific workouts high intensity low intensity um and then so i started i started on that app and it really benefited me because i was able to see exactly uh how many it, it shocked me actually how many calories i was eating in a day um and where i needed to step up my workout so i can meet my goal and it's like i said it's very social so uh you can actually connect with other people and be friends with people and you can track their fitness um goals and see their progress to kind of keep each other motivated and uh that's all i got for the my fitness pal app awesome thanks brendan i'm personally really curious to know from the perspective of a college athlete how would you describe the level of intensity the app can offer uh well that's a that's a great thing about the app is it's it's basically what you make of it so for me uh i i chose to make it pretty intense and i followed the uh my goals the what it told me i needed to do to get to my goals i followed that really closely however i mean it's just an app so if if you don't take full advantage of it it's there's no repercussions and but it 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 showed me so many different types of uh, recipes i can do to eat that would basically be substitutes for unhealthy foods and just little things it just gave me the opportunity to kind of moderate it and and be in the best shape i could possibly be in Welcome. That's actually a perfect segue into our next topic. We're going to pivot a little bit and switch the topic over to the nutrition side of fitness. Today, actually, Diana is going to be sharing with us some healthy alternative recipes that could help us reach our fitness goals. Diana, please tell us a little bit about yourself and why you think it's important that people are aware of the healthier, healthier alternatives there are to our everyday meals. Thank you, Francisco and Brendan and Annalise. I appreciate being here. I am a student at CSUN. I am a junior and a communications major. I am coming off with a little bit of a cold, so in case my <clears throat> I cough or I sneeze or something, you understand why. So let's talk about the nutrition aspect. As we all kind of already know, uh, working out and nutrition is goes hand in hand. You can't have one or the other. You kind of have to have them both. And so what i want to mention about working out is the interesting part about uh, exercise is that you can have a profoundly positive impact on your mental health which can cause you know some people might be dealing with depression anxiety and or hdhd adhd excuse me um and so working out helps with again relieving stress improving memory especially as students we definitely want to improve our memory it helps us sleep better and boost our overall mood. And so um, that's the significance of working out. And so when it comes to keeping that same stamina, you want to obviously eat right. And now let me just 
first off, start with saying that although I am not an expert by all means, I have been studying alternative ways to stay healthy due to my mother being diagnosed with lupus over a decade ago. Um, Therefore, I have been studying the topic of nutrition and alternatives and changing our habits for over 10 years. And so although I'm not perfect, I also have fluctuated like Oprah um, and like Brandon mentioned, I've gained weight over the COVID because there's one thing that was missing in my life was the working out. I was, you know, walking around campus um, every day for five days and now I'm not moving at all. And so uh, my body has definitely had an impact on that. And so what I'm facing right now is just like my mental health. Like how do I now readjust, reset and kind of get motivated again to work out um, and, and kind of create a schedule for that. And so what I am going to talk about though, is the alternatives. So for instance, what I've learned for my research is that to be healthy and to kind of eliminate any kind of disease or illness from your body, you want to have an alkaline body. You, what that means is you don't want to have an acidic body, mean, meaning that just about anywhere you go out, when you eat outside at a restaurant, you are consuming a lot of sugar. For whatever reason, there's a lot of um, sugar added. Like I remember when I was dieting or not even dieting, but just eating healthier and really watching what I was eating, I was very particular and I would call restaurants and I would ask um, kind of what the ingredients were. And I highly suggest you do that. I know that I got fit, made fun of a lot by my own family, my brother, especially he called me high maintenance, but in, in all honesty, like it's really about my health. I just wanted to be healthy. And I, and when I made those choices, I noticed my skin looking clear. I felt better naturally. My body, um, just shaped into, uh, it was just a natural kind of falling of the weight, um, by the, consumption of the correct foods that I was um, choosing to put into my body. And so, um, so for instance, many people drink a lot of coffee in the morning, at least 33% drink it black, which means that yes, we all hear that it's great at antioxidants, but it also is acidic to our body. So an alternative for that can be green tea, or um, if you like the more creamier, you know, the heavier kind of sugary drinks, you can substitute that, substitute it with golden milk alternative, um, which basically contains turmeric. And that turmeric ingredient um, is high in antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds, which is incredibly healthy for your internal organs. And all it is, is you can add two cups of milk of your choice. There's alternatives such as almond milk, oat milk, rice milk, hemp milk, a whole bunch. You choose because we are all different. One tablespoon of honey, one tablespoon of coconut oil, one tablespoon of, I'm sorry, one teaspoon of ground turmeric because it's very harsh, one teaspoon of ground cinnamon, and a small pinch of that black pepper and grated ginger to the fresh ginger is best for this type of drink. And you simply pour all the ingredients together and you bring it to a light boil for up to 10 minutes. You let it simmer and then you drink it hot, especially for 
today's um, cold weather and fall weather that we're entering. Um, and for those of you who like your drinks cold, most definitely you can make your drink, um, you know, obviously heat it up because you want all those ingredients to mix, but then you can add your ice to make it uh, cooler for those of you who prefer ice cold drinks. Um, in addition, there's also the green tea matcha that um, is produced in Japan. And this is a matcha powder form that you can also include in your choice of milk. And you just add two tablespoons of the powder, uh, two teaspoons of vanilla syrup or honey. And the sugar alternative, I think right now, um, actually I'm drawing a blank on that one. So I'm gonna have to get back to you on that. But, um, and then you can add your cup of ice if you want it cold or you can warm it up. And you blend that for 30 seconds um, until the matcha is no longer lumpy. And then you drink that. Now, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Um, most people grew up on cereal, like myself. I'm Latina. So I grew up on like tortillas, homemade tortillas and um, eggs and, you know, your frijoles and all of that, your beans. Um, so I had to seriously like change a lot of my habits because all of that did create a lot of extra weight on my body. Um, but for most of the time we did grow up on cereal and an alternative for that is oat milk. I'm sorry, oatmeal. And, um, currently right now, also, if you like the crunchier taste, cause I don't like that mushy taste, you can do nature's path, organic whole grain rolled oats that includes like pumpkin seed and flax granola. And again, with your choice of milk. Now I'm giving you these kind of alternatives, but at the end of the day, everyone who's listening, I want you all to really know who you are and really identify what type of foods you like. For instance, Annalise mentioned something very authentic. She said, I don't like to work out. I personally, I either need to have a partner to work out or like some kind of motivation. And another thing that I do to kind of stay healthy and, and maybe work out is just dance. So it doesn't have to be like all structured and all that. It can be as wild and as, as long as you're moving your body, as long as you are doing something that works for you. And that's really the message here that I want to um, obviously give to our audience, whoever's listening. And another popular um, breakfast, um, um, popular drink that most people take in the morning are shakes. And so what you want to do with shakes is that you want to definitely, um, in order for it to improve your bone and health. You want to make sure that you're getting your vitamin K, your vitamin D and your calcium. And you want to make sure that the smoothies are rich in these nutrients containing spinach or kale and green vegetables or citrus fruits as main ingredients to get those vitamins in there. Um, in addition, you know, vegetables and like just um, meat. I mean, obviously you want to stay away from red meat, um, but uh, you know, you want to eliminate as much as you can uh, those foods that are going to cause your body to be acidic. And so that's my message here, Francisco, and everyone that's listening. And obviously, go to YouTube University. You know, when you look up workouts there, or even on food, nutritional things, there, there's a ton of ideas. For instance, bread is another one, like I mentioned as a Latina, that you can, that's a huge one. If you just eliminate sugar and bread and like, um, your sodas, 
that's how we started. Um, I started with eliminating soda first and then your sugar and then the bread. So for bread substitutes, you can do lettuce wraps. You can um, include rice paper or crisp bread or almond bread or Scottish oat cakes or whole grain bread. I mean, there's a whole alternative. If you just look up those substitutes and you obviously your palate is going to need to change. So in the beginning, it might not taste very well, but the point is to, for you to have almost like the um, it for it to taste good. And, and with time, you're going to figure that out for yourself. And that's all I have for y'all, Francisco. Thank you. That was amazing. Anna. Thank you so much for all of that information. Um, in particular, thank you for keeping it so authentic. I know um, these topics strike true to a lot of people, um, especially the fact that so many people drink coffee in the morning. You know, a lot of people that are pretty dependent on coffee and can't wake up, you know, um, without it every morning. Um, and then again, also mentioning that you need some motivation, um, for example, like having a partner with you to work out. I know I'm actually the exact same way. So again, just want to appreciate you for that. And um, also thank you for those yummy recipes. Those are, I'm definitely going to have to save those because um, not only are they healthy for you, they, they're really like tasty as well, you know? Um, and finally, I want to say it's, for me, it's something that really sticks out is that last thing you said there that you have to adapt your your palate, right? Because um, you're not going to want to stick to a healthier way of living if it's not, if it doesn't taste good for you, right? If it's not enjoyable for you. So yeah, I think people have to be aware of that because they think that, that things are going to change overnight or like, no, in reality, it's not like a diet. It's a lifestyle change, right? Like it's not just, oh, I'm going to, you know, eat like this and not enjoy my food for a week or three weeks or however long if if you do that then it's not gonna last forever right you're always gonna like avoid it so yeah thank you again for saying that um would you say that these recipes are accessible to the majority of our listeners i know a lot of our students have limited time like for example myself i don't well before covid i didn't have as much time to cook or prepare something to eat um and as a consequence students like me often choose to purchase something quick that, you know, may not be as healthy. So would you say it's like really accessible to the majority of our listeners? Yeah, great question, Francisco. I believe so. I mean, for instance, like if you go out and purchase your food, you're spending, you know, like five or $6. So you're either spending it on your time or in your money in your pocket. So it's up to you, right? Um, for instance, when I was going to my community college, um, uh, toast and um, avocado, that would cost me like over $4 when with those $4, I can buy a bread of loaf and that would last me a whole week. And then the avocados, you know, I can buy one that will last me a few days um, to make multiple meals with those $4. So absolutely it is accessible. Um, it's quick. It's these like drinks are super easy and fast, um, including the cleanup, you know? Um, and also another thing that you mentioned that I, that it kind of triggered me was the pre-meal making, if you um, kind of plan out your, your include it as a lifestyle in your schedule as a student, you can pre-make it. Like if you make, uh, you cook some baked, what I used to do before is like, I have a little oven and I would just put um, potatoes or my chicken and like vegetables, whether it be broccoli or tomato or um, zucchini or whatever, vegetable carrots, and you would just put it in the oven and you would bake it. Now chicken is super fast. It's like 20 minute meals. So you can literally Google or um, YouTube 20 minute meals if, or, or even 10 minute meals and see what you get. Awesome, Diana, thank you. And uh, now Gabby's gonna share with us some of the negative effects that many college students have experienced during the pandemic. 
These effects have been largely attributed to a combination of economic factors and a lack of time. So Gabby, before you share with us this valuable information, please tell us about yourself and why you think that this is such an important topic for our audience. All right, thank you. Hi everyone, my name is Gabby and I'm a fourth year sociology major at CSUN. Um, I personally think this topic of nutrition is very important because as young college students, it's crucial for us to start forming healthy habits now in order to continue them long-term to prevent uh, potential health risks down the line. So as you all heard, Diana was able to provide us with substantial information on healthy recipes and eating habits, but what happens when individuals, especially college students, aren't able to afford nutritious whole food diets? Because let's be honest, as college students, we don't always have the means to stock our refrigerators or dorm rooms with fresh fruits and vegetables. Especially during times of continuous chaos and uncertainty in the world, our primary focus doesn't immediately gravitate towards clean eating. Instead, we rely on meals to derive um, from less expensive products that we can buy in bulk to help us last. The cheapest and most convenient, convenient things we opt for can range from you know, frozen foods that are notorious for being filled with additives and preservatives, 99 cent store, top ramen, and even the dollar menu at Taco Bell, right? They're the cheaper option, but not necessarily, not necessarily the best for our bodies. In fact, according to an article from New York University, despite the significant implications of healthy eating on overall long-term health, many college students engage in poor dietary habits, such as high intake of fast foods and other high foods or other foods high in fat, low intakes of fruits and vegetables and dairy and erratic eating behaviors such as meal skipping. Another study from Oregon State University revealed surprising statistics which show that college-aged women had lower fiber consumption and men had eaten more fat, but both genders the study found are not eating enough fruits and vegetables. So based on these findings, it brings to the point of ways to actually access healthy foods when you're a broke college student and going through a stressful pandemic like the rest of us. If you're an LA resident, I definitely recommend checking out lafoodbank.org or following them on social media to keep up with the many food distributions they provide across LA in which they provide quality food boxes that offer potatoes, oranges, milk, and whole grain bread, just to name a few. I also used to intern at a senior center in the Valley called One Generation and still get their newsletters emailed to me about their ongoing food distributions that they provide on a weekly basis. And that's open to the entire community. Um, another great option for CSUN students especially is the CSUN Food Pantry on campus, which is still operating throughout the pandemic and offers options like fruits, rice, and non-perishables. Um, at no cost. So definitely, you know, take advantage of this. I definitely didn't know about this resource um, until later in my college experience. So when I tried it for the first time, I was really surprised at how much they had to offer. So all you have to do is a one-time register and can pick up um, as needed. But for those who aren't CSUN students or LA residents, I recommend searching local nonprofit organizations or churches in your area because they're usually the ones who are the most hands-on with providing communities with free food distributions. So to conclude, definitely take advantage of all resources in your city and I hope this was helpful. Thank you, Gabby. Um, I think 
it's really awesome that you took this opportunity to share these resources with the community because um, I, I personally think that we should always try to use our platform to bring more awareness to things that could help not just us, but our peers as well. Um, and that's kind of my question to you. Do you think that enough people know about these resources? Um, and if not, do you think it's important to spread this information to more people or what are your thoughts? I definitely think people could use a push um, on some of the resources because there are people would be surprised at how many resources are available it's just hard to be aware of them if you're not told so you know any chance i get to share emails or flyers about free food distributions to friends or family i definitely try to do so well thank you for sharing that with us gabby i know i definitely didn't know about these resources before and i'm more than happy to share this information to people who might need it moving forward and well, that about wraps up this episode. That's all we have for you today. We sincerely hope you were able to take something away from this episode, and we hope you stay safe. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you here again soon.